Welcome to Break Free to Brilliance podcast, where heart-centered entrepreneurs, visionaries, and everyday heroes in your backyard are helping the world break free to live life more purposefully, one story at a time. I am Seema Giri, your host, an award-winning author, entrepreneur, and holistic lifestyle strategist. Today's show is sponsored by Uplift Media. For strategies on how to break free to your brilliance and get your free gift, 10 Ways to Live a Dynamic Life, visit SeemaGiri.com. Today, our special guest is Amy Riley. She's an internationally renowned speaker, author, and consultant. Amy has over two decades of experience developing leaders at all levels. Welcome, Amy. Welcome to Break Free to Your Brilliance podcast. We're so happy to have you here. I am delighted to be here. Thanks for having me, Seema. And that too, just before Thanksgiving Day in the U.S. here, we have a day called Thanksgiving where we share our gratitude and be grateful for everything that we have been blessed with. And I know just the day before can be so crazy. So I truly appreciate your time. Glad to be spending part of today with you. Great. So we're going to get started with a short grounding meditation and then we'll get started with the interview. Okay, so if you can close your eyes, take in a few deep breaths at your pace. Take in, breathe in all the way down to your belly and exhale it all out. One more time. And now I would like you to bring your awareness to your heart. You might even want to put your hand over your heart and think of one happy moment that you had in the past and relive it like you're living it for the very first time. Make sure your feet is on the ground. Breathe into that and enjoy that moment as if you're living it for the first time. And now I would like you to bring into your awareness the top of your head where the crown chakra is. It's top of your head. And think of a second happy moment and relive it for the very, as if you're living it for the very first time. Just enjoy the bliss, the happiness, the peace, the excitement. Breathe into that. And now I'd like you to just focus on the present. There were so many things you had to do before at this moment. Just let all of that go. And there's so many things waiting for you too. But bring yourself to, to now. Let yourself know that you will get to all of those things in due time that you're present now and here with us. And I do believe we all come together for a reason. So you being here today, there's something that you need to hear from us, from Amy. Maybe it may be not for yourself, but maybe for someone else. And I would like Amy and I to bring our attention to the present too, 
and see what does our audience need to hear from us today. And let's all open up our hearts to the unknown, to the unexpected, and be open to receiving what is meant to be for us here today. Just allow the beautiful messages, the insights, the words of wisdom to penetrate your mind and maybe ignite something, ignite, inspire, educate, empower. So taking another deep breath and then open your eyes. Welcome once again, Amy. How is that meditation for you? Lovely. I was just thinking we should start more meetings, more conversations that way. I have some groups I'm a part of where we do this and it's just so nice to ground ourselves, be in a place of gratitude and connection. That's so true. So Amy, why don't you tell our audience a little bit more about you? Sure. I'm Amy Riley with The Courage of a Leader. I am a keynote speaker, author, leadership development consultant, and I'm about developing leaders at all levels uh, so that they transform in here in order to be able to transform out there and create extraordinary results in our world. Amazing. Amy, what inspired you to start on this track of, 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 of uh, creating more leaders? Yeah, um, I've been an external consultant and coach for almost 20 years now. It's officially 19 years. And a few years back, this brand of the courage of a leader was born. Um, I noticed that any time I was inspired, by what leaders were up to, uh, it was because they were showing courage in that moment. Not that they weren't afraid, right? But that they were stepping forward in spite of that fear. And I said, ah, I wanna share these stories. I wanna share these messages of these leaders and show their, their true courage. And that began my journey to speak more and to write the book that's coming out in March. That is so exciting. The, and your book's name is The Courage of a Leader, How to Inspire, Engage, and Get Extraordinary Results. Um, what inspired you to write it? Yeah, um, I actually can remember the moment when I decided this story needs to be shared with other people. And it was when I was working with a production supervisor. I'll just call him Marcus. And Marcus was frustrated with an operator that he was working with. Uh, Marcus felt like he had tried everything um, to get an operator to get on board with a new process they were trying to implement, right? He'd ask the operator what he wanted. He'd put the operator in charge of the area, tried explaining again and again and again what this was going to allow, what the benefits would be. And the operator kept reverting to his old ways. And I looked at this production supervisor calling Marcus and I said, you've tried a lot of things. I wanna ask you a question. 
what do you think about this operator, honestly? And Marcus's answer was pretty immediate. He said, he's old, he's stuck in his ways, he's resentful that I'm younger than him and he's playing me. Mm. And I, and I nodded, just like I'm doing right now, you know, like, I, I get it. I understood why he felt that way. And I said, you've tried all of these things, haven't tried changing your outlook. And I saw the realization in Marcus's eyes, like, oh gosh, I, I gotta go do some more work here, right? And it took a couple of conversations to get to the place where Marcus came and told me, I went to the operator and I apologized for not valuing his experience as fully as I should have, right? He, he shifted his thoughts and beliefs, feelings, about the operator, right? And being willing to do that work and really look deep and change things about himself in order to change what happened on that production floor. I was like, this is amazing, right? This is a leader who's really going, go, going the extra mile, right? Do, really doing right by his people. These are the kinds of stories I wanna share. That is amazing because to first embrace that there's some work that I need to do is real, really tough because it's always someone else. So that was amazing, number one. And then for him to actually go and apologize, that is so huge. Many people just keep the awareness to themselves and move on, but that is amazing. Yes, I was just like, you are such a good leader. Like, this, is, this, is, this is amazing. Right. And I'm sure that operator had a newfound respect for him and probably changed his ways too. He did. And it was so interesting. Like after that conversation, that apology conversation, Marcus thought he's good. I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board here. We've got more work to do now. You know, we can work together. We can work this out. And really Seema, there was just one thing that the operator wanted to go a certain way mm. and everything else he was fine with. He just, just like needed that one thing yeah, <laughs> and feel like he could express that, right? Yeah. And that's what the production supervisor gave him. Wow, that is amazing. That is what we need more of today. I know. So you've been interviewing so many amazing CEOs and executive leaders for your book. What is the most important discovery from your interview process? Yeah, um, there's actually there's actually three things I'd, I'd love to share about what came out of the interviews. And yeah, I've interviewed um, over, it's, it's close to 40 executives. Um, oh. I wanted to have uh, more stories to add to the book. And one thing that came out was authentic leadership. With every executive that I interviewed, there was a clear leadership style, a clear theme that came through. I started writing it in the upper right-hand corner of the interview sheets, right? Leader as coach, thought leader, um, creates communities, innovative thinker, you know, like everyone had one main theme for which they were known. Mm. And I thought that was amazing and a powerful message about authentic leadership. I also saw that everybody had what I call a leadership legacy, a bigger picture commitment that they were working towards. 
I mean, it could be bringing technology or system to an organization. Sometimes it was, you know, impacting the culture in a certain way. Sometimes it was a leadership trait that they always wanted to bring the interactions into organizations, but there was always something bigger that was calling them to be great, right? I, I do a, a keynote called The Courage of a Leader, The Power of a Leadership Legacy. And I share some of the superpowers that you get when you declare a leadership legacy. One being that you're bold and extraordinary. Because right? if you're if you're going for this big goal, that causes you to get over your own ego, any normal human considerations that we might have, right? And, and we've all had examples of that, right? Like we 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 sign up for a race, so that has us getting up out of bed on Saturday morning when we might not want to, right? Or we research all the options because we really do need to pick the best solution here. One other thing that came out of the interviews that I'd love to share, Seema, is that each of these leaders were willing to be vulnerable. And they shared with me examples of that. You know, we hear a lot about vulnerability right now, and it's it's not just vulnerability for vulnerability's sake, right? But these each of them, and I went back and checked <laughs> as I was writing about vulnerability in the book. And everyone had an example, you know, being willing